I'm your host, Annie Bowles, and this is News Du Jour. Hey, you guys, good morning, happy Monday. Let's get our weeks off to a great start today. What do you guys say? So if you are a Patreon member, you would have already heard the headline of our first story yesterday via text message because it's a super important update. So we went ahead and sent out a breaking news text message alert to our first Patreon patron, Darby. We want to send her a special thank you on today's episode, as well for being the first to take the plunge and support our show financially through Patreon. I know learning a new technology can be super intimidating and seems like it's time consuming, but trust me, guys, Patreon is super simple to understand and navigate. They make it really easy to support the shows that you love, including ours. And with a Patreon subscription, you get access to all the yummy recipes that you're seeing me make on Instagram, as well as five bonus episodes to binge on fascinating topics, such as are there really alligators in the New York City sewers? If you want to know the answer to that question, become a patron today. Plus, of course, you'll get our breaking news text messages. Just head right to www.patreon.com forward slash sugarfreemedia or click in our show notes to become a patron for $7.99 today and unlock all of these exclusive perks and many more. If you are currently a contributor through Anchor, please consider switching today so you can take advantage of all of our new features that we have to offer. Thanks again, Darby, for investing in our show. Now, without further delay, we will get into the news for today because this is a stacked episode. We have a ton to fill you guys in on. For our first story, Netanyahu was ousted as the Prime Minister of Israel. So the long reign of Netanyahu came to an end on Sunday as the new government voted him out of office. He was replaced by a man by the name of Naftali Bennett, a conservative Jew. Reports claim that he is not really a power-hungry guy and that he's seen as sort of a newcomer and middle of the road and did not come by this position through sharp elbows, but rather by embodying a younger Israel and what Israel wants to be. He is seen as a placeholder for the next two years until the new government most likely votes in Yair Lapid, assuming the government can hold it together for those two years. If you remember, 
this government is really a team of adversaries, groups that are like polar opposite, as much so as like Trump teaming up with Bernie, coming together to take down a more centrist leader who is seen as hogging power. Eight different political parties actually had to come together to get this mutiny accomplished. And I think that speaks to how badly people really wanted him gone. This was a feat, and it's done. The longest serving leader of Israel is no longer in power. It was a watershed moment for the country following the worst violence against Palestine we have seen in years. It will be fascinating to watch and see what Bennett chooses to do differently. So for our next story, we are discussing the Delta variant. Okay, guys, so what is the Delta variant? We've mentioned it before on the podcast, but just kind of as a side note, now this variant is kind of taking center stage, and there's a little more that we know about it. So let's dive in. So first off, the Delta variant originated from India and the severe outbreak that they are having there. But it was not long until this variant spread to England because of the large Indian community that lives there. And then it spread to southeastern China. Doctors are reporting that patients who are sick with the Delta variant have become much more sick and much more quickly than the original version of the virus. You see, the virus just tends to be more concentrated in the body with this variant. The director of critical care at the university in the city of Guangzhou reported that up to 12% of patients are becoming critically ill within three to four days of the onset of symptoms with this variant, when that number used to be more like 2 to 3% rather than 12. This variant has also made its way to Brazil, and the doctors in both Britain and Brazil have reported similar trends to what that doctor in China reported with the Delta variant. This is all super important information for us to know, but it's still vital to remember that so far, the vaccines are also protecting us from the Delta variant. But we actually do have a couple other COVID-related news tidbits to go over. So first off, at a hospital in Texas, protests broke out last week over mandatory vaccination of employees. Dozens of staff members at the hospital did not wish to get vaccinated or at least supported those who did not wish to. But the hospital moved forward with its decision anyway to suspend anyone who refused the vaccination deadline that they had set out. So 117 hospital employees actually sued the Houston Methodist Hospital over the vaccine policy. 
Many hospitals around the country have required vaccinations like flu shots for years, and the federal government has explicitly outlined that employers can require proof of vaccination for on-site workers and students especially in environments like hospitals where there are needles and bodily fluids flying around and obviously health care being administered. First, do no harm, as they say. So we'll have to see. The lawsuit likely does not stand a good chance because of these rules outlined by the federal government. But hey, we'll have to see what happens in court. And then additionally, in Baltimore, there was a super unfortunate situation where 75 million doses of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine had to be trashed. That's right. At a time when impoverished countries are begging for coronavirus vaccines, we wasted 75 million one-shot doses. Those are the best kind for sending abroad because it's kind of a one-and-done situation. So this was super, super unfortunate. It was due to a factory in Baltimore not sealing off the preparation areas, and employees ended up carrying off waste through that sensitive area that should have been kept sealed. Honestly, it's super upsetting news all the way around and may very well end up in a lawsuit as someone should have been more careful about stealing off those vital areas. And for our next story, we're discussing reining in big tech. So as you guys know, lawmakers across the spectrum are frustrated with big tech companies for a variety of reasons. We have discussed these extensively on this podcast in previous episodes, but now a group of bipartisan representatives have officially filed a bill that would amount to an overhaul of U.S. antitrust laws to basically face down the modern challenges that we are up against today. It's no secret that the world has changed a lot in the past 10 to 20 years, and it's high time that the antitrust laws reflect that. If you're confused, you're fine. We've got you. We'll catch you up. Basically, antitrust means that it's preventing one company from taking over a whole industry. When that happens, it's called a monopoly, and it's really bad for American innovation and ultimately our economy as a whole. This is something that pretty much everyone can agree on. But companies like Amazon, Apple, Google, and Facebook have essentially been in violation of the concept of antitrust, but not legally speaking. They haven't broken any of the current laws. So that's why lawmakers called these CEOs to Capitol Hill over the past year. They wanted to get down to the specifics of what these companies are up to so that they can design laws that better fit their targets. Everyone knows that these companies are squashing innovation every day. But currently, there are no laws in place to stop them. 
But it may not be long before Congress can circle the wagons and get these laws passed. They're on a mission to keep the power of big tech in check. And I could see these bills passing without problem. But we'll have to wait and see. And as always, we will keep you guys posted. And for our last story today, cicadas took on the press corps and won. (laughs) Okay, so I just had to share this quick story with you guys today because it was so crazy. When Biden's first presidential trip was all set to go to the G7 in Europe, a plane full of dozens of journalists were ready to set off to cover these events. And then cicadas had other plans. These crazy insects run wild all over D.C. in the summer, and they actually flooded this plane's engine full of journalists, causing the flight to be grounded until other arrangements could be made. They were supposed to leave at 9 p.m., but did not get off the ground until 2.15 a.m. This had Washington insiders cracking jokes. Were the cicadas hijackers holding the plane hostage? What were the demands of the cicadas? Definitely had me laughing. For all our planning as human beings, one thing is for sure. Nature still has a mind of its own. And that is the news du jour. Today, I wanted to leave you guys with the quote, The earth has music for those who listen. And before we go for the day, I have one more ask. Head to patreon.com forward slash sugarfree media to become a patron of our show today and unlock a ton of new features. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you use to listen. A rate and review on Apple Podcasts would mean the world to us and really help us be able to keep creating the news du jour for free for you guys. You can also follow us on social media under sugarfreemedia.co on Instagram, sugarfree underscore media on Twitter, and just sugarfreemedia, all one word, on TikTok. You can also subscribe to emails on our blog so that you get an alert every time we have a new post or an announcement, and that's at www.sugarfreemedia.co. Again, that's sugarfreemedia.co. Our music is by Joey Lavoy and Nicholas Foster. Our cover art is by Hannah Pierce Photography. Our Sugar Free Media logo is by Catherine Jezik Designs. We appreciate you listening and look forward to telling you about the news again next time on News Du Jour. Broadcasting from Oh, oh.